Welcome to the 724 Life Podcast. I'm Lee Towns, the founder and pastor of 724 Life. At 724 Life, we are committed to helping you passionately follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every area of your life. Please be sure that you are fully connected with us by following and liking our Facebook and Instagram accounts at 724 Life Ministry. Also, subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724 Life. Or you can follow me on Vimeo at Lee Towns. And of course, subscribe to and like this podcast. On these podcasts, we'll be sharing teaching and conversations about how you can experience and follow Jesus in every area of your life, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So let's get started today. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I'm Lee Towns, and uh, this is 724 Life, and I'm glad you've uh, joined in today. Hey, I, I want to start today by asking you to take a very simple test, all right? So uh, take this little test. It's, it's four questions, and it couldn't be easier, yes or no, right? Okay, question number one is this. Have you ever said stuff uh, that you wish you could go back and not say? <laughs> Have you ever said something that you regretted saying? Okay, question number two, it's this. Um, do you wish you could go redo something? Have you ever done something for which you have regrets and you, you wish you could go back and have a do-over, so to speak? Question number three, all right, yes or no. Do you have a habit or a tendency that you know, you'd like to get rid of? You'd like to be different in that regard? And then question number four, are you completely satisfied with the person that you are right now? You know, studies tell us that most people are going to answer yes to each of those questions. And in fact, most people on that fourth question, are you completely satisfied with the person you are right now, would say no. Uh, they want to be different. They want to, they want to change something about them. Uh, today in this particular episode, that's what we're going to talk about. So hang around for just a few minutes and, and let's talk about how to change me, how to, how to change who you are and become different. So I, like you, uh, would answer those questions, yes, 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 and uh, I am very aware that there are things about me that uh, I'd like to, to be different about. There are things about me in a very kind of humorous way that, that I wish weren't true of me. For example, I, I wish that I could fix a car, you know? Uh, my dad was great with engines and things automotive. Uh, that was his hobby, and, and he just could, it just seemed like he could fix anything. We called him MacGyver. Give him a, give him a paper clip and a roll of duct tape, and, and he could rule the world kind of thing. I remember that he saw it as part of his responsibility as being a good father to help me be mechanically inclined. Uh, and so he tried throughout the course of my entire childhood uh, to teach me how to fix engines and, you know, maintain cars and all that kind of stuff. Even after I left home, got, got uh, through college and got a job and was, you know, married and doing things on my own, he still thought it was his responsibility to help me uh, become more oriented to fixing a car. I remember I was speaking uh, at a camp one year, and just as I pulled into the camp, something in my car broke. I popped open the hood and saw that there was a belt of some sort that was all frayed and kind of thrown around in the engine. And so I called my dad and said, hey, dad, this, uh, this thing broke underneath the hood of my car. I'm here for the next five days. And 
but I need to know, do I need to find a mechanic or do I need to call, uh, you know, a tow truck, uh, can I, or can I just drive it home? And no, 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 you need to get it fixed. And he asked me, you know, where was the, where was the thing attached and you know, what was it, where was it missing from? And, uh, over the phone, he kind of assessed what it was. He said, oh, that's just a belt. You can fix that. Dad, you know, I can't fix it. And he said, well, I'm coming down in a few nights to hear you speak. And, and I'll bring one with me and, and we'll, we'll get it fixed, you know? And so he came down and like I said, he still saw it as his responsibility to teach me how to fix a car. And so he said, well, come here, I'm going to show you. And so he would point at different things and tell me to do different things. And inevitably, as he would tell me to do something, I wasn't doing it like he described. And so he would jump under the hood and, you know, be alongside me and he would help me and over the next few minutes, it migrated from him being alongside me to him fixing it. And as it turned out, I leaned against the tree and talked to dad while he fixed the bell on my car. I think, I think by now he's given up trying to help me be mechanically inclined. But there, there are things about me I'd like to fix. There are things that I do that I have regrets for. You know, there there are seasons or moments in my life that I'd I'd like to go back and and redo. Uh, There are things I've said that I wish I hadn't have said. I remember uh, I was at at Bible college and I was in the middle of a large group of people and me and a buddy were having a debate about what life was going to be like after I got married and and that I was going to somehow be left out of great things that were happening because I had now gotten married. And I remember declaring very loudly, yes, but I'm going to be having sex. Of course, right at that moment, the entire crowd went quiet. And I made that declaration to several hundred uh, of my classmates. Uh, In that moment, in that very instant next after I'd said that, I, I wished I could put those words back in my mouth. You know, there have been less humorous times where I've said things where I've gone, ooh, I wish I hadn't said that. And they're just inclinations in me that that I wish I wasn't pulled in certain directions. I wish that I didn't have certain temptations and certain inclinations. Just like you, there are parts of me that I'd like to change. And and there's a there's a place in the Bible that gets it. There's this guy that writes in the New Testament that that he understands you and he understands me because he's one of us. And as God was working in him, he wrote down some words that I think you can relate to that I'd like to, I'd like to share with you and then just kind of learn a couple of lessons from what he writes. So it's in, it's in Romans. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Romans. And in, in Romans, he, he writes in, in verse 15 of chapter 7, he writes this. He says, I, I don't really understand myself. Uh, I, I, I I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. And instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the general principle that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing the wrong. There's something living in me. It's sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. And if I, But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing the wrong. It's sin living in me. Can you relate to that? I wish that I could go back and you know, do things over. I wish that I could, I wish I could unsay that. I wish that I wish I wasn't tempted by that. I wish I, I, I don't I don't have control over this. And there's just this 
uh, part of me that I want to change. So he says, it goes on verse 21. I've discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what's right, I inevitably do what's wrong. I love God's law with all of my heart, but there's another power within me that's at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. I, I love that that's what he says in that moment because I can so relate to that feeling. You know, when, when you've done something you wish you could undo or you've said something you wish you could unsay, oh man, I am just miserable. I'm just, a, I'm just such a bad person. And he feels that. That's what he says. I, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who's going to set me free from this life that's dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind, I want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of the sin that leads to death. I love those verses. I got to be honest, that might be the most relatable passage of scripture for me in the entire Bible, because I get that tension. I understand that desire to change. I understand that desire to be different. And yet at the same time, I don't have enough desire to make it happen. As hard as I want it, it doesn't happen. And as much as I long for it, I, I don't do it. And I still find myself saying, doing things that I wish that I couldn't do. And I feel trapped in those moments where I realize that I'm powerless against those tendencies and those temptations and those broken places in my life. And because I feel trapped, I feel like I am a just awful person. I'm betting that you can relate to me. I'm betting that you have that same idea of how can I be different. And surveys taken every year The overwhelming majority of people say that there's something about themselves that they'd like to change. Now, often they're evaluating something like, I'd like to lose some weight, or I'd like to be in better condition, or I'd like to have different hair color, or things like that. But but in reality, they also are answering, there are habits, there are tendencies, there there are places in my life that I wish that I was just a stronger, better, kinder, more decent person. Psychology uh, experts report this. They say that the majority of the problems that they deal with stem from some type of what we have come to call baggage. This, this sense of regret, this sense of pain, this, this moment that we wish we could redo, we could undo. And there's that sense that lives in us that we're just trapped, isn't there? Makeovers, fitness routines, all are considered not luxuries, but a necessary part of life because we are on this mission to become a better version of ourself. And we're trying to figure out how to be different and how to change. I I think that the bottom line is deep down, we all want a different me. But in order for us to really have a different me, think about this, we're going to have to go back to the source of who we are. We're going to have to go back to how we're put together. We're going to have to go back to the origin and we're going to have to, let me put it like this. We're going to have to take this me into the shop and let the creator of this me change me, right? We're going to have to let God 
do what only God can do. Because here's the truth, and I want you to, maybe you want to jot this down, or I want you to remember this, to have a different me, for you to have a different you, it's going to require a change in us that can only be done by our maker. Let me say that one more time. To have a different me, or to have a different you, is going to require a change of us, change of ourselves, that can only be made by our maker. I want you to pay attention to this kind of revelation that that we can have about ourselves through the lens of what the Apostle Paul wrote. Because he he outlines some things, first of all, that we have to acknowledge about ourselves or or recognize about ourselves or understand about ourselves, and then what it's going to take for the overhaul, the change to happen. So let's explore that. So Paul says, There are three things about me that I have to know, I have to understand in order for me to become different. And this, he outlines this. And the reason I say we should look at this is because we resonate with that passage. And so we can actually look at Paul and what he declares about himself and and apply what he declares about himself to us because it's true. That's our our connection point. And so he he starts with this notion, and it's the notion, it's true about us, it's this, that that there's this struggle, and it's a struggle with myself. See, there's, there's two parts of us. There's the part that's good and drawn towards God. That's the fingerprint of God in us. But there's also the part that, that leans towards me, <laughs> towards satisfying my desires and my selfishness, and it's flawed and broken. There's this current conversation that uh, is going around about our culture that's built on a premise that is fraudulent, a premise that is causing us all kinds of problems. It's this, that we are fundamentally the first part, that we are all fundamentally good. But here's the thing, we're not. And deep down, we really know that. Deep down, we, we recognize that. We, we know that deep down, nothing good lives in us. That's what Paul says, right? We, we feel that tension, and you feel it most profoundly in those moments where it's like, oh, I wish I hadn't have said that. Oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. Oh, I wish I could stop doing this, right? You see, that's when the reality is that we're broken and that we're not fundamentally good, but instead we're fundamentally flawed. Now, here's the thing. What Paul reminds us of is that while he's not fundamentally good, that nothing good lives in him, there is the desire for good. And I think that's where we've kind of messed up our thinking in our culture, is that we've said people are fundamentally good, and the reality is that statement's not true. People fundamentally want to be good. That statement's true. That's why we are constantly on a quest to change. That's why we're constantly looking for ways to to remake ourselves, right? That's why we long to be different. But here's what, if you'll pay attention, is true. And Paul outlines it in the way he describes this. When he says, look, I'm in this struggle with myself, he says, the harder I fight, the worse it gets. Because we, when we try to repair us, we repair us in broken, flawed ways. And so even though we can long for good, we don't have the capacity to make that good in us. And so when we try to fix it, we actually make matters worse. (laughs) I'm really good at that in my life. I'm really good at when when I get under the hood of a car, instead of making it better, (laughs) I make it worse. I'm also really good at that when I've made a mess and 
I've said things I regretted or I've done things I wish I could undo. Instead of being able to fix them, I make them worse. I, I, in my pursuit of trying to make them better, I make them worse. And it's because I don't have the power to make them better. I need my maker to make me better. Oh yeah, I can, I can go and you know put some paint on the bad place in the wall of my life, but but the reality is that it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So so Paul goes, look, I've, I've got this struggle that's going on inside me, and it's with me. It's not it's not outside force. It's me that that I'm not fundamentally good. I'm fundamentally flawed. I'm fundamentally broken and. As much as I want good, I don't have it. And so the second thing that he recognizes is I, I, I'm not going to win this struggle. The harder I try to fix it, the harder I try to remake it, the more, the more I make it worse. You just look, it's just going to, it just, just keeps perpetuating itself. The more I want to do what's right, I don't do it. And the more I don't want to do what's wrong, I do do that. I'm just stuck in this war that I I'm underneath it and I can't I can't seem to win it if you've ever been around an addict maybe you're struggling with that yourself but you've faced addiction in in your relationship or addiction in your own life you know that self-determination is just not enough it's not powerful enough to overcome it. Look, we know this in a very, let me put it in a, in a less conflictive, difficult way. We know this when it comes to physical fitness and weight loss. We need the help of someone else. We've got all kinds of desire to, to do that, but we, you know, within about 30 days, break our routine and go back to our old habits of eating and go back to our old habits of, of, of how we live that produces a less than healthy outcome in our life. You know, we, we need help. See, the tendency away from God, away from good, is stronger than the tendency towards it. He says, look, it's sin living in us. I know it's not a popular word, and, and, and you might not have signed up to listen to me talk about sin, but, but the truth is, if we're just going to be honest, first we need to identify the problem. And the problem is that this, this sin lives in us. He says it like this. He goes, I, I pursue the things that harm me, and I shun the things that do me good. I don't choose healthy. I don't choose good. I choose flawed, broken, bad. I am in a struggle with myself, and Here's the thing that I've observed. I can't win this struggle. And here's the third thing. I, I don't really like to face the truth that this struggle exists and that I'm, that I'm powerless over it. See, I'm prone to deny that I have a problem. I'm prone to deny that, that there's a struggle at all. And then I'm prone to deny the reality that I am powerless over the struggle. I mean, again, if you've ever been around somebody who's struggling with bad habits and bad tendencies, I mean, the first thing that you hear is, no, I don't have a problem. No, I'm good. I, I, I don't have a problem. See, I'm prone to think that, that I will be able to do better myself, to make myself better. See, here's the thing. It works like this. We will lie to ourselves, and here's what's really messed up about us. We'll believe our own lies. See, we'll, we'll tell ourselves we're capable of things that we're not capable of, and we'll believe it. And that's what's so refreshing about what Paul says here. Look, he's being real. He's saying, look, I, I'm, 
I'm in this war and it's a war inside me. I don't want to do these things. I don't want to say these things. I don't want to be this kind of person. I want to be different, but I can't win this war. Now, if Paul stops there, I'm real discouraged because <laughs> I want a different me, but he doesn't stop there. And that's, that's what I love, again, about this passage, about this text, is that, is that Paul comes to the reality that change is possible. It's just not possible of my own doing. You can change. I can change. We can be a better version of ourselves, but we can't do it ourselves. We need help, and that help is available. And the key to making this work, the key to that change happening, the key to you experiencing the different you and me experiencing the different me that we want, is allowing God to make the change. So what he does is he says, look, the first step in this process is what I've just done for you. I need to admit that I need to make a change. I need to admit that there's this struggle going on. I need to admit that I can't win this struggle. I need to admit that I need help. I am learning in my life that that is the hardest thing for me is to admit I need help. It is to say, no, I can't do this. You know what? I, I really don't like saying that. I, the older I get, the less dependent I want to be. And, and the reality is I am constantly dependent on others, just like you are. And, and, and we're not different here. <laughs> we may live in different places and we may wear different clothes and we may even talk with different accents. But we're not different in this reality. And that is this, that we need help. We can't become the different version of ourselves without help. Admitting our inability, admitting the existence of the struggle and admitting our inability to overcome the struggle is, is the first thing in allowing God to make this happen. And then, then the second thing is acknowledging that God is our creator. And as our creator, God is the one who can actually rewire us. He's the one that understands how the wiring inside us works. He understands our desires, our tendencies, our leanings, our proclivities. He understands that. And because he understands that, he knows how to rewire it, reconnect the wires that were disconnected and, and rewire it so that it fires right. He knows how to get the belt back on the pulley in the right way so that it spins right and it charges the battery and it makes the headlights work and it makes the it makes the ignition fire so that so that the car operates he knows how to do it he's the master mechanic of us he's the he's the one who created us and we have to acknowledge that and we've spent a whole lot of time denying god we've spent a whole lot of energy denying god and, and instead of saying look there has to be help, and only God can help because I can't do it. So we admit that we don't have the ability to make the changes, and we acknowledge that God has the power to make the changes. And when we do that, when we say, God, you, only you have the power to change. God, I need you. I am unable to win this war, as Paul did. Then we discover some really powerful things. Let me, let me just show you a couple of things that we discover. When we, when we come to that conclusion, when we, when we admit that we're unable and we acknowledge that God has the power and we, and we look to him and say, you have the power, so do it. First of all, God takes care of the regret and the guilt and, and all of that stuff you know, where, where we want to do over. God forgives those sins. He doesn't hold them against us and, and he wipes that, that failure away. 
He takes care of that. He, he then takes occupancy inside us and starts to remake our flawed character. And so where we have a tendency in a bad way, he reshapes us. Can you, let me just give you a, a real simple illustration of that in my own heart. I, like you, am a pretty selfish person. And selfish people are unkind. Now, I don't mean to be mean. So if that offended you that I called you selfish, I'm really sorry. But the truth is, as human beings, we, we are selfish. I mean, we learned that from Shakespeare, right? To thine own self be true. So I have this tendency to be self-focused and self-obsessed and, and selfish, right? And, but I determined that I didn't want to grow up and be an old, grumpy, unkind man. But I found out that in my self-obsession, my self-focus, that I just could be really mean and unkind. And so I started saying, God, help me be kind. God, help me be kind. I don't want to grow up and be unkind because I want to be a kind person. And every day I'm faced with opportunities where I can choose self-focus or kindness. And I am with a greater level of proficiency choosing kindness. God is growing kindness in me, despite the fact that my flawed character is bent away from kindness. God is rebending it towards kindness. God will forgive our sins. God will remake our flawed character and God will give us new desires. So let's go to that illustration. Where do you think the desire for me to say, I don't want to be unkind came from? It was God. It was God talking in my heart and, and reshaping my desires and my longings. Let me go back and read what Paul says about it. He says, so there's no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. Past is forgiven. There's no condemnation. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit that, that's in you, that's at work in you, it has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. God puts his spirit in you and he reshapes your character and now he set you free to desire and long for other things. You wish you could be something that you're not. You wish you could change who you are. You wish you could quit being something you are to be a better version of you. Do you wish that you could be different? Yeah, here's the really good news. God is here to make you different. He's here to make you a better version of yourself than you can make yourself. He's here to help reshape you to become a good person. He's here to put together those things which were broken. He's here to give you freedom from all of that past, that regret, those pains, those broken spots. If you will just admit that you are in a struggle and that you need help and you'll acknowledge that he, God, can be the help that you need. I'd love to show you how to lean into that and how to experience a different you. If you have more questions about that, want to know how to experience that, I'd love for you to visit our website, shoot me a message via email. You can shoot me a message in the direct messages or in the comments. And I'd love to show you how to experience God's changing power in your life. Would you do me one more favor before we get finished today? Would you just let me pray real fast for you? 
Lord, thank you that you change us. Thank you, Father, that you even put the desire for us to be a different version of ourselves in us. And I pray today for each person that will lean into you to become a different version of themselves, a better version of themselves, that you would change them, that you would forgive their past, that you would remake their character, and that you would place in them new desires, longings, and tendency. I just pray, Father, for those that feel trapped. They feel the weight of that that little simple phrase or statement that Paul makes, what a miserable person I am. I pray for those that are watching this or listening to this today that feel miserable, that feel caught and trapped, that today you would set them free. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today for our 724 Life podcast. We hope that it has been helpful as you endeavor to follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every part of your life. Be sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear future episodes. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 724 Life Ministry and subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724 Life. I hope you have a great day and we look forward to seeing you next time.